When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nobody puts baby in a corner. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Ozzy is a musician's parents love to hate. His brand of heavy rock has set generations at war. And when Ozzy bit a bat years ago on stage, the gap got wider. But Ozzy is a settled man now and the father of three small kids. Where do they get this information from that I'm Satan? Do I appear to you to have horns? I know I'm a bit strange looking, but I haven't quite got horns and breathe. But I don't speak like that. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Oh. Okay. You got time to duck? Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Stop saying that! You're listening to the Cobras on Fire podcast. Greatest year in rock. 1987. So put on your acid wash jeans and pop that collar because it's time for another Cobras on Fire. Greatest year in rock. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the hormonal Loose Cannon. How are you doing, Loose? I'm great. Thank you for asking. I'm a herm- herm- her- hormonal, hormonal as always. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, in in uh, in the Twin Cities here where I live, it's uh, St. Patrick's Day. Is it the same out there in Denver? It is. Yeah, we're actually only off by an hour. I'm not sure if you understand how that works. It's still the same day. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know Minnesota math. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it is St. Pat. And holidays. Well, St. Paul is a is an actual Irish. You know, you know, the, the, the town was founded by Irish people who screwed up all the streets. But uh, uh, Can- you know, I, Denver is that like what they were founded by? What uh, um, I don't know, uh, Swedes. Can we talk about <laughs> Can we talk about parades really quick, please? Uh, who doesn't love a parade? I don't. And I don't mean to rain Me either. I don't mean to rain anybody's parade, but can I just give you my summary of what a parade is and just if you if you can just add something to it, some color commentary, would you mind? I of course I would not. Okay. So here's the thing. Concerts I like because there's a goal. The goal is to see a band, to see something. Uh, you can be around a bunch of people. You can be uh, elbow the asshole and and have phones in your face and all those different kinds of uh, situations. But at least there's some. So in in the scenario you're describing, you're saying you do not mind a crowd at a concert you're interested in. Correct. That's right. I don't, okay. I don't mind the okay. crowd. I don't mind. I don't Carry mind the drinking. I don't mind people bumping into me because I know I'm there for a purpose. And I cannot say the same for a parade because that is a bunch of random things driving by oh. and and no music and no anything except everybody's getting together and, and it's like a big bro down of uh, uh, please add, add to it uh, that's just my, my there's no point alright first of all the, the first thing that ruins a parade is that it's a family event I don't want kids anywhere near me if I'm in a crowd <laughs> I I, I, I I, I, I don't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese for the same reason. These little germ-infested monsters are everywhere <laughs> on the shoulders of people, which are probably blocking you from even seeing this monstrosity of boredom. I love a parade. When I hear a band, I just want to stand the cheer as they come. That rat-a-tat-tat, the blare of a horn. That rat-a-tat-tat, a bright uniform. Who the hell came up with the parade? It is like the worst thing since marching band. I hate it. <laughs> Fuck parades. Okay? If you like parades, please see a psychiatrist, examine some of the choices you've made in your life that have led you to the point where you want to go and take your child and watch people slowly move down a street. Look! Here they come! Oh, what a sight. Listen to the crowd. They're cheering. Hip, hip, hooray. You know, at one point, you were getting, it was a, a, the, the St. Patty's Day is the point is to meet up with all your friends that you haven't seen for a while and, and things like that. That, that could be one, and, one but, person. But that's uh, something and, you can do every other day of the year. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here, okay? If this is the day where even if you're disconnected, everybody's busy. They say, fine, we're all going to go there. But at this point, you're older now. And you do have kids, and now you're still saying, let's still have fun, but now you've got a stroller, or now you've got the kids, and exactly what you're talking about. You don't even want to be, you're, you're almost like a social obligation, but you're dragging your kids there anyway, and that's what you're seeing. Look around. Most of these parents, they look pained. Look in their faces. Look in well, their the eyes. Well, the fathers do. Huh? The mo- the fathers do. The, fathers the mothers do. look very serious, like they're doing something very important, like <laughs> brain surgery. Okay. The so- fathers look like, shoot me. Excuse me, lady. Oh, quit shoving. Say, who do you think you are? Oh, yeah? Thanks. Get out of the way, you mug. Hello, Charlie. Hello, Lou. I love a parade. At one point, there was a standard 
Baco, of what constitu- <laughs> was allowed to be afloat, okay? And I don't know if this has happened to Minnesota, but when I moved down to Florida, there is this Delray Beach Parade. Everybody, this is exactly what I described. Everybody would be there. Anybody you ever knew or ran into in any way, shape, or form was here at this parade. Now, at this parade, and did you see the picture I shared on Facebook? I did. Okay. Not. Oh, you, okay. Well, at some point, a float was something that somebody put effort into, uh, you know, like Animal House. It was a big cake that said, eat me, whatever it was that floated on the street. There was effort put forth in that. Now, yes. in this parade that I went to, the first thing that, that, that I saw about Florida was anything goes when it comes to parade. Because a parade, in this parade, there was every year there's a Stanley steamer truck that said, that talked about the benefits of their their uh, their services and the only thing that differentiated their truck from a being a, in, a, in a parade was a shamrock and the guy that was driving it <laughs> had his face painted green <laughs> and that's all it was. And there, you are absolutely correct. What? Yes, I've seen that crap. It's basically just a guy in a car driving and somebody. It's like a it's a convertible and people sit in the back seat and wave. And it's like pointless. There's you didn't it's actually do anything but show up with your fucking car. Right. So I said, oh, "Hey, there's a there's a tractor pulling a trailer, <laughs> and people are sitting on it, waving. Drunk. And there's a big sign saying, uh, uh, Park Dental. Yeah, hey, hey, yes, brush your teeth. Oh, everybody loves a parade. And look at those feet. Bam, bam, bam. Never missing a beat. And here comes the band." They'll be here soon. So I am, I am insulted both by the idea of it, but also the effort put forth by people that consider themselves floats. Can we say that? Absolutely. And a drink. Yes. Uh, I would like to say this, though. You know how 2018 is the year of fashion for Cobras and Fire? Mm-hmm. We're in cargo shorts, yeah, by the way. Yeah, sure. um, 2019 has to be the year of the parade crash. Where uh, I think you and I and uh, whoever we can get to, to agree to do this dumb idea, uh, we show up at a parade and just jump in line and then just <laughs> go with it. We toss out used condoms. Is there any song that you'd like that has the word parade in it? I don't think there is. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're, just, you're just 100%. I don't no. even like the word parade. What you want to talk about? How do you want? How do you? How do you want to get this party kicked off? Oh fuck it! Uh, can I play a Keel song?
right, Paco. Now that we're done listening to your BFF Ron Keels band, anything else to say about parades? Uh, they kind of remind me of marching band, which I also fucking hate. <laughs> My God, if your kid is not in a marching band or a parade, why the fuck are you <laughs> p- paying attention? Oh. Hey, guys, let's take a bunch of songs people know and just destroy them and make them boring. <laughs> Pour some sugar on me, performed by the USC marching band. And I've heard that. We know we've all heard that, haven't we? <laughs> oh, God. So, Baco, I've heard you've had a bit of a purge lately. I got rid of about, I don't know, 100 and... 10 t-shirts. 110 t-shirts. Now, of those 110, how many were from Menards? A one. That was my white snake shirt. So moving from your purge, how about some uh, some facts from 1987, some music history? Absolutely, drink. Um, George Michael left Wham!, which was really just George Michael's band. Um, to re to to release his first solo album, Faith. Oh, Faith was eighty seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, it's the Simpsons first appeared on the Tracy Ullman show. Okay. Um, the world's oh, population. Oh, that's right. That was the terribly drawn versions of them, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. like little segments between yep. bits. It, yep. For those who don't know the Tracy Ullman show, what was that called? Like a, like a variety show, right? Um, yes, I think, it, yeah, it was, it was, I think at one point it was Tracy Ullman show was, I'm curious to know if Married with Children was that year or after that. It was right around that same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, Okay, keep going. Um, here's a fun fact, uh, which we love here at Cobras and Fire. The first single that was ever released came out in 1987. Ooh. Would you like to take a guess as to what that was? Gloria Estefan. No, it was Anvil. <laughs> Yeah, you think Anvil had the first crack of the single? <laughs> yeah. It was Brian Adams, a song called Heat of the Night. Do you know that song? I, d- I don't recall that one. The only Heat of the Night I know is the, uh, isn't it like a Miami Vice soundtrack? Yeah, but no, I don't know the song. Keep going. Uh, yeah, the Heat the is heat on. The Heat is on. I, heat is on. No, yeah, I don't, I don't no, know. This is something else. I know, when it, I know when the Heat is on, but I don't know about it when it's at night, so no. And I'm going to close my little facts, at least at this point, with uh, probably my favorite historical moment from 1987. Do you know who Jello Biafra is? Of course. He uh, did all the vocals on uh, National Treasure Ice-T's uh, intro to one of his albums. Yeah, yeah. He's from the Dead Kennedys. Yes, I know. Yes. And they released a record called Christ, and it <laughs> included a poster that was just... <laughs> and by the way... Saw the poster around the time it came out. A buddy of mine was really into this band. It was just a bunch of penises. <laughs> <laughs> so you buy this album, you pull it out, and you unfold this poster, and you see all these random genitalia of men. Uh, and he, which of course he was tried and uh, charged and tried for. Uh, I believe he was found not guilty, but. Uh, uh, charged for distributing uh, harmful material to minors, but. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on for a second. So the actual, this was the sleeve of the album when you pulled it no, out? No, this is like a bonus poster that was included with it. Okay, but 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 only if you bought the, the album. Not, I'm not pretty the, sure it only came on, the, yeah, the vinyl. I mean, so. Okay. 
All right. So basically, he's just giving dicks up to old, old school, old school uh, album guys. But but anybody moving forward to the cassettes, you're not getting the the, the schlongs. Yeah, if you got the cassette, you don't get the dicks. Uh, but if you buy the cassette, <laughs> Jello's dad comes out of that then the room next door and sticks his thumb in your ass. <laughs> this guy is all over the place in '87. This guy's all thumbs. <laughs> Thumb butt dad. Oh. I can't wait for the the cover art for our for our episode here. <laughs> if, once again, we're iTunes has removed us. Uh, so there you go. There's your facts for 1987. How did you ram? I'm just trying to think how you like like your your information is a little over the place. So you have you had a random one hit, a really quick hit with George Michael came out with an album <laughs> called Faith, which is a very you know famous album. Yeah. But also father figure. Here's also some of the butt. <laughs> I will be your father figure. Put my thumb <laughs> in your butt. This uh, is getting carried away. I think we're we're we're, we're pushing fifty years old. I, I'm not sure what kind of uh, uh, maturity level we're ever going to hit here. I, I, it's well acknowledged that I matured slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and still, it's a, it's a continue. Yeah. It's, I'm it's mature a, level. I'm I'm just approaching mid twenties. <laughs> so all right. So uh, is it my pick? Is it yours? Yeah, whatever, it's yours. Okay, let me take a look here. You know, uh, did you have, uh, you took possession of the Crazy Nights album, didn't you? Oh, you mean as far as the list? I didn't pick anything from it, no. You didn't pick anything from it? This is an album that that I have a a high level of disdain for. Um, I think it has some of, when when Paul Stanley says he was like carrying or rowing the boat, rowing the boat or, you know, carrying the, the, the team. This 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 and asylum are really bad for me for for Paul. Yes, no. I like this record better than Asylum, um, but I don't think it's a good record. Here's here's my thing. This this and I've mentioned this before. Eighty seven. Can is, I run down the songs on it? Yeah, please do. I mean, it opens with Crazy Crazy Nights, which is basically Paul talking instead of singing. It's him, but I think we've talked about this before in a previous episodes with Eric Miller. The album is called Crazy Nights. The song is called Crazy Crazy Nights, but the chorus is actually Crazy 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 Nights. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, man. So keep going. Next, he follows up with I, "I'll Fight Hell to Hold You," which is complete garbage. Yeah, thank you very much because I've heard people like just like put this like hold this up in 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 high esteem on other podcasts that this is a a, a defining moment for Paul. And I th- I think Gene must have really been kowtowing to Paul at this time because I think this is the only time in Kiss history or history that Paul opens a record three. with three Paul songs. Yes. Bang Bang You is so bad. And they played this on tour. It's like you actually thought this was like worthy of recording and then also hearing it back and going we got to put that in the set. Well, it's, it's 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 playing off of he's continuing the story. It's part two of Love Gun because the Love Gun is banging, but also it's not just banging; it's bang bang you, which is yeah. hilarious. Like crazy crazy nights. Why is yeah? Why isn't again bang bang you? And then again, and then after that, we have no no no. He's taking three, right? Isn't no 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 is a Gene song. I know that, um, but it's again, it's no no no. 
you get the first three songs, but my song is going to have the same word three times. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, no, I don't mind No, No, No that much. It's not great, but it's already better than the first three songs. Right, and, and then people shit on that song all the time. I'm like, first off, it has a pretty solid Bruce Kulick solo in the beginning. Oh, yeah, it's a really cool. And, and, and by the way, I, kind of a highlight for when you saw him live. They played this song for some reason too but uh yeah it had like a extended version of the the solo at the and then he would go into like it was basically a generic hot for teacher song but whatever yeah and then hell or high water which i think is a high mark on this record thank you and exactly and that's the song i'm gonna play
you're a big Lizzie Borden fan, right? I am. Um, I am also, just wanted to segue here. Have you ever heard of a band called Big Black that came out in 87? Yeah, the punk band. You seriously know who this band is? Of course. So you know that they had an album called Songs About Fucking? <laughs> Was that, did that, that come out this year? <laughs> Didn't know it existed. I'm saying that I can think of so many albums that I can just apply that, that album title towards from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> or you can do the every Kiss album. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually, I, I wrote an article years ago about. Love Gun? It's about my penis. Right. But, but the uh, extreme album, uh, Pornography. I made a joke about how they were saying that they were going. Pornography. Pornography. We're going to go back and forth on this? I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> so back to Lizzie Borden. Do you know anything by them? I only know that Aaron Camaro loves Lizzie Borden. He loves the lady with a with a with an axe. That's that's all I know. I don't know anything else about that band except that when I finally heard some of their songs, it was much better than I expected. So you 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 do realize that Lizzie Borden is uh uh, not the historical uh, woman who killed her family or whatever, but uh, Lizzie Borden is a dude, right? Right, is a dude that started a band that named it kind of like kind of like Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper, you know, right? That's why it was. Where I, it started yeah. as a band, and then it all the musicians left, and it became just yeah. So I'll do my best. I'll I'll try to fill in for uh, Aaron, um, uh, who's also a close personal friend of mine. <laughs> we talk we talk and text more than people know. Sure. Um, Lizzie Borden released an album in 1987 called Visual Lies, which, if you say it fast, is Visualize. Ooh, and it, uh, the album cover features him popping his face through a TV. Hmm. Um, I don't really uh, have a, a, a lot of background on this band. Um, I think I own their greatest tits, which, uh, I don't know, it may be okay. I, I, just, I just honestly haven't paid a lot of attention to them. But they do have one song that I love, which is off this record, and that's called Me Against the World.
but I won't do the matter. I know you see it wrong, the cover don't belong. I'm holding tight, don't you push me too far, yes. good song Baco I was expecting you to pick an Anvil song as you usually uh, tend to pick but uh, excellent excellent choice for this I didn't want to make this the Anvil show <laughs> the year of the year of Anvil <laughs> on the Chinese calendar 1987 was the year of Anvil, <laughs> of Anvil. nothing sold in the year of 87 <laughs> Not a single thing of the entire the entire world slowed Every down. Band to, Every band in flopped in the year of Anvil. <laughs> so they call it. It's like the financial crash. They all got stiffed by promoters. <laughs> Every single band went on tour, but nobody ever got paid any gig. Everybody had sad documentaries. <laughs> Here is an album that I am going to summarize like this. Eh, not that bad. <laughs> I love that summary. The first Aerosmith song we have ever played on this entire show in 115 episodes, which is pretty... Tell, su- them, tell the folks at home what they won. They, they won. They won Hearts Done Time, one of the only good songs, in my opinion, off a permanent vacation. I heard it when I was in 87, and I did not like Dudes, Dude Looks Like a Lady. I did not like I Ragdoll. Li- dude look, I did dude not Looks Like, like a Lady is a... F- Go ahead. Dude Looks Like a Lady is a, a, a fun song. Do you believe the story that it was like no. all about like Motley no. Crue saying no. Dude too much around them? No, I don't. I don't either. I don't. I think that's one of those things they made up for for a soundbite. But the uh, but with with that I that that song used to give me conniption fits. That <laughs> over and over again. I, I, it, I love the song Simaria. That was my other pick. I was going to pick for this. As I went back, I completely forgot about that song, that track, and the reason I like Hearts Done Times. I love the bass riff on it. It has all the. Uh, you know the the vocals, the fine vocal stylings of Steven Tyler.
So how many Aerosmith records, off the top of your head, just quick, don't think about it, came out before Permanent Vacation? How many full albums did they have before Permanent Vacation? Yes, quick. Seven. What do you got? Seven. Okay. Not not including not including the, the the live ones or anything like that. Not the bootleg ones. Just right. the straight up album. Uh, this is their ninth studio album. I like the song "Permanent Vacation." I hate the song "Angel." Yep. Um, Magic Touch is decent. Um, oh, there's some good stuff on here. I actually like their cover of "I'm Down." Um, As do I. I was gonna say that's that's uh that's actually how I I I fell on this as I was looking for Beatles covers the other day. Hmm. And Hangman Jury, which you just yes, made I like that of. one. I, I love that I like Hangman so. Jury and the one before it. What's the one that's similar to it? That's right, uh, Saint on. John. Yeah, that one. What else you got? The first four Beatles records uh, were released on CD for the first time in 1987. Did you know that? I did. I only because that was the right. I think that that George Harrison jumped on that little uh, nutsack. Did you see Fatal Attraction? I did not see it then. You know. But uh, you know, Glenn. Clo- oh no, no, just seen it in general. It's, I've seen it in general. You know, Glenn Close. She's she's good looking at angles, different angles. Some jerking off there, right? <laughs> no, either. Beverly Hills Cop. Two or three. No, I think this is the first. No, one. it's got to be the second one. First one was eighty four. I know that for a fact. Okay, but what I about ne- Good Morning Vietnam? Never liked it. The Untouchables. Yep, loved it back in the day. Great movie. Yep. Uh, Lethal Weapon. I loved it. You hate it for some reason? No, I love the first one. Okay, good. That's the one I like. So mm-hmm. Wall Street. That I did not see Wall Street until years later, but I did. I, I like it very, very one much. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. RoboCop. Oh God, I saw this in the movie theater. It is so dumb and violent, <laughs> but I do. I do love it. I've never seen it. Are you kidding me? You've got to see this movie. No, I've seen parts of it. Not that. That's definitely not my kind of movie. Okay. Uh, and then Moonstruck, whatever. Moonstruck, but I never saw. No. I think I'm. Isn't that the one where uh, uh, Nicholas Cage has a fake hand? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and of course, living on a prayer. Uh, bon Jovi's biggest hit, hit number one, somewhere. Between the beginning of the calendar year and the end of 1987, if I could so. if I could control Bon Jovi history, I'll tell you what song I wish th- which would have been their biggest song ever. That I would be Tokyo Road. <laughs> what, is that, what is that? What album's that on? That's on 7800 Fahrenheit. Uh, side <laughs> I would have been much better if their biggest hit would have been Bad Medicine. I don't have a lot of hate for Bon Jovi as much as they're kind of a hit machine. Um, they rock more than Journey. Sure. So, fuck it. Uh, I'll take them. Well, we've been talking about jerking off. By we, I mean me. Um, and uh, the singer from Warlock, Doro, she was Ooh. kind of a biscuit, don't you think? i tell you this much. When I was doing some research for this for this year, the, whoever painted that album cover did a nice job. Because I think there's some kind of like a demon that's like grabbing her, but she, he's not exactly cupping her breast, but it's like right no, under. He's right underneath, right? Right? He's getting, yeah. he's, he's like just doing his move. Uh, she, I, about, I don't know, five or six years ago, she played here locally, and it, it was a free show on Valentine's Day. So that's <laughs> what I took my wife to okay. on Valentine's Day was Doro. Uh, and you know what? She looked good. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and actually, I, whenever I don't know what year it was, but it was the same year Beyonce uh, lip synced the national anthem at uh, Obama's uh, inauguration. It's beautiful. That's good. Anyway, um, I like to play a Warlock song. They had an album come out, the, the, the last official record by Warlock. Uh, there was some uh, legal issues after that, which is why she went on to become just Doro. Um, uh, the album was called Triumph and Agony, and I'd like to play a song called East Meets West. Watch it. 
1987 was a big year for both of us for different reasons. Uh, but in a similar way, kind of like in the words of Ted Nugent, who clearly didn't write the song because uh, it was good. Uh, <laughs> zing! Coming of age was a year for you. I know I can't. It was a big year for me, coming of age year for me, and, and for different reasons, I think, than you. I was, for me, it was about jerking off, and for you, it was about seeing the first hair on your testicles, right? <laughs> I'm not sure. But I think maybe we should do a whole segment on this show that every time we do it, we use that, that the chorus of coming of age and then go into a coming of age story. What do you say? Fair enough. Little sister hits the stage. Can't she can't help it. Help it. She's, She's coming, coming of age. <laughs> Little sister, it's a stage. She can't help it. She's coming of age. Little Junior, he's all in a rage. Did you know that she was coming of age? Let, let, let's just get it right into it, okay? And that is that... Gene Simmons and I have one thing in common. That is, we love Holiday Inns. Okay? Oh, I thought you were both Jewish. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> it, 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 me in particular, we not only do we like Holiday Inns, we like Holiday Inns in, in, in Indiana. <laughs> As you can see, for what's what's the what's the Holiday Inn? Is it in Evansville or Fort it's Wayne? Evansville, uh, yeah, whatever, where he basically ripped off a ream of stationery. <laughs> And, 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 said, and wrote song lyrics on it for the rest of his life. Every every uh, original draft of a song is on Holiday Inn Evansville stationery. Uh, and he bought some Elmer's glue and made a notepad out of it. <laughs> and no bullshit, not an exaggeration. Do you, uh, this happens at the Holiday Inn in Evansville. Are you ready? Were you living in sin? Uh, sort of. At so the Inn. living yeah, living ahead. living in awkward sin. So you ready? Yeah. Okay, so do you remember holodomes? Did you ever go to a holodome? Okay, so never just, went to one. I know what you're talking about. Okay, so basically, back in the '80s, and kind of like an embassy suites these days. For for since we know we have a global reach of uh, 11 million an episode, the uh, I'm just pulling that stat out right now. I'm not sure I haven't seen unverified, but uh, unverified, totally but uh, yeah. So you know we're we're huge in Switzerland. They might not have holodomes there, and. Essentially, it's a, a exactly what it is. It's a dome, kind of like the biodome in the Poly Shore uh, uh, classic, and body. And inside uh, said dome are all the, the weasels. Can I speak? <laughs> I just had to do. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> all the rooms face each other, uh, in, in basically a. a and they have the pool there. They have everything like that. But but basically, that's the deal, right? You got the, the miniature golf. It's it's like just it's paradise in a dome. That's a hollow dome. Throughout the day, and maybe you can recall this. You ever you ever have those opportunities sometimes when you feel that like uh, the female species is is looking at you and you tread them and, and and like you're like man, I wish I would have made a move or something oh, like that. Are you kidding? The vibe. You know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. I, th I mean, instead of going home and jerking off, I could talk to them. <laughs> right. 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 Okay. So I know I definitely missed, I misread signals all through my high school years. That's my point. Okay. Well, this is so we realize this right now. I am. I am uh, at this point of the summer. I am 14, and I uh, have, have just to give you this in context. Never. Uh, Messed around with a girl, never had a girlfriend, never uh, 
held hands, nothing like that. I'm 14 years old for whatever reason. Have, had you ever sucked on a nipple at this point? No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like this is, I am just dry in this whole area. Okay, this that's my. What about point. like one in the stink? Have you done that? <laughs> oh, I haven't even been around to, to make that mistake. Okay, I can't. I can't. I can't. I haven't had one in the orange. I haven't had one in the uh, yellow. I haven't one in the pink. I don't, any, any, I don't carry. Just take the rainbow. I've not been anywhere around any of those colors. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just thinking we got a new t-shirt. Cobra's in fire. One in the stink. Ugh. Carry on. Okay, fine. It's taken five minutes to get nowhere in the story. Still the best story I've heard all night. <laughs> so anyway, so um, at this point, uh, I'm already, the point is that there's these, these two girls that were definitely much older than me. So anyway, I make no move, even though it kind of caught a vibe and everything like that. And again, these girls had to be at least 16, 17 years old. I should, I should mention, you know, I'm younger, but they probably thought I was older because I was six foot tall. And um, and I assume you, were, you you already had a receding hairline at this point. <laughs> That's right. I was full blown at 12. <laughs> at 13, I was already losing it. <laughs> like that guy, that guy might have some money. I think he might, he might have a corporate job or something already. <laughs> he, he, looked, he looks stressed. He must be he rich. Stressed. His, his, his forehead has like five wrinkles in the front of it. He's uh, trying to think. Oh my god, is that a is that a is that a forehead or a five head? It, we're back at the hotel room. Parents are in the other one with the the room connecting, and I'm watching Friday night videos. And I, I vividly remember seeing uh, Fight Fury to Party playing when I noticed that those same two girls that I saw earlier were in the room directly across the holodome. And they were shadow dancing for a bunch of drunk guys, like a couple, couple rooms down. Got yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they're just like they're Sex. jumping up. <laughs> they're jumping up and down on their, their beds. They're they're doing stuff like that, and they're, um, uh, and and I'm like, oh my god, what's going on here? So I I'm like, I counted. I used my Minnesota math techniques, and <laughs> I I counted five windows down from the edge of the holodome there. Young Cannon got out of the room, told my brother, I'll be back here in a little bit. I went down the hall, found the the door number, and then went back to the room. And I don't know if you remember this back in the day, but you could actually call rooms based on the room number. You still can. Okay. I haven't done it since. So, but um, this was the first and last time I thought Cobra Hack. (laughs) Cobra Hack. Get a room number, call it. It, it, that's a hack for an idiot. But anyway, so then I call them, like, and I think I call them, like, bling, bling. hello, babe. <laughs> that's what you put the <laughs> Hello, babe. Hello, babe. Both of them sound exactly like Cher on the other end, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is this a cannon? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Is it true what they say about Loose Cannon Jr.? Because your dad's Loose Cannon Sr., right? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Excelsior, I believe. Excelsior. To fast forward, they're like, hey, you want to come over here? Sure. They're like, well, but our but our sisters are here too. I'm like, they're, they're, they're two friends, and my, my, my dad is on the other side of the wall here too. You know, because it's kind of the same setup. So I'm like, okay, if I go over there, there's a risk that I could... Uh, 
have some nice interaction with a, a female, or I could have my ass kicked from here to Nebraska by by dad that's on the other side of the wall. I'm like, fuck right it, on. I'm gonna go. So I go over there, and maybe he's the one going one in the stink. <laughs> Who's that? Dad. Anyway, so I so I so I go over there, and um, and it, here's how it goes down. This this is something that again. Never even messed around before this night. So it's, it's, it's two friends and their two Ow. younger sisters. Yes. So the two younger sisters, they'd say, go in the bathroom. And one of them goes into the bathroom at a time. And they each take turns. And uh, let's just say nothing nothing uh, was that in-depth. But the the bases first and first and second were easily rounded. The, the, the reason the story is in this episode is hysteria was the first cassette playing. And uh, I remember leaving during Armageddon. It. And I, 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 so I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's just probably the right song to leave at any party because it's fucking horrible. But the, uh, but the, the point is, is that. Are you the, getting it? <laughs> I'm saying, but but the uh, so the the entire time I'm thinking their 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 dad's gonna come out and kill me. But I have, but it was the the uh, both took turns messing around with me and going back into the the bathroom and then the other would come out. Is this insane? This is like, what is this Yeah, happen? I'm pretty sure you got this out of the, the uh, an episode of Penthouse and the Beaver Hunt. That's exactly what I was going to start the story with. I was going to say, this is called the Cobra's Forum, except this time it's actually true. No, but my point is, both those girls were absolutely um, uh, groupies on Def Leppard's Hysteria Tour in, in the next month. <laughs> Probably with their mom. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, for my personal fantasy, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's giving Rick Allen a hand job because he feels sorry because he's only got one arm. Oh. Hello, baby. I'm living up at the Holiday Inn. At the Holiday Inn. Yeah. Living in I'm living in At the Holiday Inn. At the Holiday Inn. Buckle, I have a question for you. What's that, Luce? Has Dokken ever had a compilation album? Yes. Live albums? Yep. Do they sometimes rhyme with the name of their albums or the live albums? <laughs> um, maybe. Back for the Attack? Beast from the East? Why Ooh. is there no Rockin' with Dokken for a compilation album or a live album? Uh, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with the... Thumb in a butt. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your, you're like the worst investigative reporter of all time. You always, that's your answer every time when you come back with something. What's, why, how do you think this happened? Again. I would kick ass at Clue. It you was would. the dad with his thumb in ass. Case closed. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, I, when I saw Dokken... The corpse of Dokken a couple of years ago. The uh, uh, they even had Eddie Trunk introduce them as everybody. Let's get ready to get rocking with Dokken. So they have to be okay with this phrase. If you're when you saw when you saw him, could you see the 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 recent liquids uh, seeping through his body? The recent what? 
Like, did he have something to drink and then it just seeped out? (laughs) (laughs) No, he got on stage and his face melted like the end of Indiana Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. But yes, uh, back to your point. He, uh, yeah, he must... (laughs) He must be okay with it, right? Rocking with Doc. Yeah, he's got to be okay with it. So anyway, so on the album, Back for the Attack, what were they back for? I got this. I think it was Dream Warriors brought me into them because I was, you know, whatever. Pretty good song. Yeah. Actually, one of the better soundtrack songs of all time. Yeah, sure. I mean, they tagged it on there, too, and that's what got me to get the album. And um, this album overall uh, was too long. I think it was like 60 minutes long or something like that. Uh, yeah. like, like 13, 14 tracks. All I remember is I really liked how it started off and then it kind of like phased, kind of like just, I don't know, it kind of lost me the second half. So I, I don't remember loving this album. I think I only overall like like a couple of tracks on it. But one that I found, uh, do you want to talk more about The Corpse of Dokken or can we get into this and close the show? I love this record. I think it's uh, probably... I might put uh, Under Lock and Key a little bit ahead of it, but uh, Kiss of Death is, is the opener that you were talking oh, about. Kiss of Death great is great. Tune. Great song. Um, Prisoner, Prisoner, Prisoner is good, too. Right? Uh, Night by Night is great. Uh, I can skip the next three songs and go to side two, but uh, Burning Like a Flame is awesome. Um, I don't know. It's it's a good record. Yeah. yeah. I also love George Lynch. He was... Uh, one of the uh, uh, guitar players that I loved during this time, it was basically him and Jake Ely. Gotcha. Yeah. But would you say this is pretty much their last really solid album? I'd, <laughs> it shouldn't be their last album. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I will tell you this much, though, that of their catalog from uh, back, back for the attack um, and previous, I prefer... I actually randomly. This is kind of like the, the, this time. Did you sometimes just randomly buy the album versus tapes, or you or you only tapes all the time right now? Um, I was still on cassettes in '87 for the most part. I think '88 I got a CD player. At that point, sometimes I would, you know, because remember CDs are kind of expensive when they first came out. Kidding me? They're um, ridiculous. They they were yeah, for many so years. I, 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 there was times I would buy the cassette if it was like. Not as sure, you know. Sure. Um, well, we, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I was all cassette by this point. Yeah, so my parents had one stereo that that uh, was that only had a record player on it, and it just absolutely just dominated the house. And I could drag the speaker out there outside and stuff like that. So there's sometimes I was like, well, if I'm going to crank it, this is what I'm going to get. And I bought Beast from the East, another rhyming one again. Um, the year after, I prefer all the live versions, and I don't know how live they are, but they're more rockin', dockin' versions than the first. I do not like the production I mean, of the Jeff first. I mean, Jeff Tilson was, was crazy wet. <laughs> I can feel his sweat. Yes, this is a hilarious video. But, um, yeah, I really like Beast, Beast from the East, which is produced by Michael Wagner, and, um, uh, and it revs up a lot of the older tracks. But, yeah, I mean, this, this album's... Pretty good, but but I love and I completely. You just mentioned the track that we're going to close out this the show with, um, and that is the burning burning like a flame, right? Oh my lord! I mean, what a great song, isn't it? It doesn't even it even sneaks up in you because like the first minute and a half is still good. It even starts kind of sneaky. Never knew our love had passed for so long. But I'm saying that the chorus doesn't kick in for. 
pretty far into it. I mean, it's, it's t- they, I think they do like two verses, and then finally that massive chorus hits, and I completely <sighs> such a good chorus forgot the song existed until getting ready for this episode. Never thought our love would last for so long. Time and time and again, I thought that you would be gone.
before we go to what are a couple of, like some things in 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 the in culture in general? What else, what was popular? Well, American hero Joe Isuzu was popular in 1987. <laughs> I do remember him. Yeah. Yeah. The original uh, Cobra Hacker, I believe, looked pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Drink. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about him? Um, just uh, cheers, Joe. Okay, all right. And then <laughs> rest in peace. He's probably still alive. <laughs> <laughs> we don't research. And then the other thing is, is that the uh, other thing that was popular as far as inventions, the clapper. Do you remember the clapper? That came out in '87, huh? Oh, I don't know. It was around. It was definitely in the '80s. Everybody was clapping. But uh, you know, you could you could activate you you could control your lights, you can control your music with the clapper, you can do all this stuff. You know, what you couldn't control with the you clapper. You can clap on, clap off. Right, but you know, what you couldn't control with the clapper. Your wife. <laughs> the clap. Ah. <laughs> you still had to get a shot of penicillin for that shit. Okay, with that, Lewis, are you ready? Yep. Rock's not dead. It's hiding, and you found it.
Jello's dad comes out of that, then the room next door and sticks his thumb in your ass. <laughs> this guy is all over the place in 87. This guy's all thumbs. <laughs> thumb butt dad. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 